Have no fear, the legend thriller is here. Yeah. I am the heel, the seal, the deal, the villain, stage chill, the anti-hero, the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R, and our third man on the broadcast team. He is the analysis of the L. Oh, see. I mean, that who? He's put, he, I had to do it like that because then he's going to come out low. I, I, I could keep doing the song. Yeah, yeah, no. Wow, woo. wow, yeah. wow. You woo. just kind of threw in, you threw an axe <laughs> on the whole operation. Well, that, that's the intro, guys. You know what? <laughs> all right, you know what? Just, no? First of all, I'm not even on camera. That's one. There you are. Congratulations. You're on camera. You played yourself. <laughs> what a mess all right a lot of technical difficulties oh my god this is what happens when you do the show live in studio and we still haven't like figured out like the what's the word i'm looking for what's the word i'm looking for there, it is. there you go what's the word i'm oh, looking for I ryan what, i know what's happening now. okay go ahead i'll fix it right now i guess um the 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 little logistics of things when you normally do it in house studio and now we're doing it in studio yeah. and right right yeah, that's that's kind of what happens. Anyways, um, the third man on the broadcast team, he's the analysis of the LOC. He's the man that put the honor back in Ring of Honor. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of Long Island. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on? Well, You're it's going. Here. We're live in it's studio. Going. Something's going. Something's going on. Something's definitely happening. I don't know what it is. Leo's trying to figure that out. Leo, how are you doing? We're good. We're good. We're, Le- I I want to push us to do different things and out of our comfort zone, and that's what we are. Congratulations, you played yourself. The, the, <laughs> the worst part is that the video's working fine. It's just what we see here on camera. But just keep going. We're fine. All right. All right. Uh, Ryan, how are you, bro? I'm good. I'm good. You know, no, there's always something to complain about, but I'm not going to complain. <laughs> it's busy week, but we're here. We're here. All right, that's good. That, I'm hanging in there, man, the best I can. Uh, good. You know, life directs you in so many different avenues, um, not necessarily good ones at times, but, you know, we're sure here. Does. We're we're live, and that's all we could really do, you know? We're live, pal. While Leo's still trying to figure out. No, no, go ahead. We're, we're live. Just keep going. Uh, Ryan's on camera. You're on camera. I'm just trying to get Ryan to see you. But and we're good. Al- and also, listen, for those that are missing us on Facebook Live, hey, there's an audio version coming out later yeah. today. So there you go. guys have that. All right, before we get started, it's hashtag. Oh, that sounded really good. Rebel time. Oh, here, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. That sounded really good. All right, this is Leo's Rebel. Hold on. <laughs> it's hashtag. Oh, that sounded really good. Rebel time. (laughs) Listen, you got two of them, okay? You got two hashtag rebel times in one episode, okay? Look at that. Look at that. Ryan, I guess you're not sipping on anything, huh? No. No, I'm not. (laughs) I have a coffee that I just finished. Ryan's like, we've been bullshitting for the last, like, hour. I want to get the show on and popping. Let's fucking go. All right. Let's go. Let's be ready. Let's go. All right, let's start with... 
It's going to be a lot of WWE talk today. You know, I think we we, we spent a good plethora of time on AEW. We are going to touch on some AEW stuff, but it's going to be a lot of WWE talk. But let's get right into it. The big news coming out of this week, well, actually within the last like 48 hours, I think, Logan Paul, Roman Reigns, Money in the Sand 8, yeah. Crown Jewel I'm here in Saudi it. Arabia. And have you actually, have you, let, me, let me just cut you off there. Have you actually counted? Is it actually the eighth Saudi Arabia yes. show? Yes, Money. Listen. Wow. This show, Lucha Outsider Show, you see what I did there, Leo? Yeah, yeah, I did. This show, Lucha Outsider Show, has dubbed every Saudi Arabia show Money in the Sand, okay? It's not Money in the Bank, it's Money in the Sand. So, yes, this is Money in the Sand sand 8. And and that's when you say trademark pending. All right. Look at that, look at that. Listen, listen, this is what we do. This is what we do here, Ryan. We're fucking talkers, okay? We make stars. That's we, yeah, that's what we do. That's what we're here for. There you go, there you go. That's it. Let's that's go, it. trademark and money in the sand. <laughs> eight. <laughs> okay. Eight. Uh, money in the sand, eight. We're going to get Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. And I would like to get your opinion on it, Ryan, because I'll say a good portion of the wrestling audience shitted all over this. Um... I'm not one of those individuals. I love all this shit. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people like, really, Logan Paul, Roman Reigns, blah, blah, blah. Listen, man, whether you like Logan Paul or not, anything he touches, people want to watch. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and, listen, I'll, I, this is a controversial take. That I'm probably going to piss off a lot of, like, boxing diehards. If it wasn't for the Paul brothers, let me tell you something. People wouldn't be talking about boxing. Last night, yeah. Canelo and Triple G fought, and guess what? That shit ain't make no rounds. That was nobody w- Listen, nobody wanted to see Damn. fucking Triple G washed ass box. Canelo ate him up. So listen, nobody's talking about boxing if it wasn't for the Paul brothers, and that's it. So, hot take. People could be pissed off at me all they want. I'm sure a lot of Puerto Ricans ain't going to like what I have to say. No, but at the end of the day, if it wasn't for the Paul brothers, there would be really no interest in boxing. So why not see Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns? I mean, the guy is pretty good in the ring. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate it at all. Not one bit, man. Um, you know, Logan Paul is fun to watch. And listen, at this point in to Roman Reigns' title run, I mean, God, you know, he's been through everybody already at this point. I mean, who's left, you know? Like, I feel like Logan Paul is pretty intriguing. I know, obviously, he's not going to win the title. But, man, like, this is going to be a big test for this guy. This is his third pro wrestling match and he's already fighting Roman Reigns and for the that, title. You know, that is going to draw a shit ton of money, all right? I mean, they've announced it today's September 18th. This match is not going down until November 5th. They have so much time now between now and then to build this and promote the shit out of it. Um I mean, my goodness, this is going to draw a shit ton of money. It's going to bring in a lot of viewers. And yeah, let's go, man. I I don't hate it one bit. I'm not a Logan Paul hater. I understand why some people are hating on it, but like you said, man, the guy draws money. The guy brings in a totally new audience of you know viewers. And um, I listened to the podcast that Roman Reigns was on. He was on the Impulsive podcast, which yep. is Logan's podcast earlier this week. Thought it was a great listen. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see this. Not only that, but. <clears throat> I think also people that are kind of like upset or like just not feeling the whole matchup between Logan Paul and Roman Reigns, they also got to look at it from a different perspective. Logan Paul has a very punchable face, okay? Yes. Like people, a lot of people that see the Paul brothers in general, they're like, yo, fuck these scumbags. Like I just want to like rip their heads apart. Like you you just, they're very like hateable. Hateable, okay? Now you got a guy like Roman Reigns who for the most part, has been portrayed as a heel on TV. But people are going to be cheering for Roman Reigns. Maybe not necessarily in Saudi Arabia, but, like, out here, people are going to be cheering for Roman Reigns to just fucking destroy Logan Paul. 
And I think they could tell a very interesting story on the way to Money in the Sand 8. Yeah, that, that is interesting. Uh, that's one thing I don't like about how they've been portraying Logan Paul is because this guy is a natural heel. The, he, the, the Paul brothers in general are natural heels. 1, they don't have to put a heel character. Um, so I don't like how they're pushing Logan as a baby face because I just don't think he's going to get over as a baby face. Uh, so that's one thing I would change in all of this. Um, you know, of course, like I said, three pro wrestling matches. He literally just got here, literally just signed his contract a few months ago. So there's obviously going to be time for, to turn him heel. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to get over as a baby face. I just think he's a naturally hated guy. So uh, that is going to be weird. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be rooting for Roman Reigns. Uh, and I just want to see how this goes down. You know, I just want to see how these two mesh together, how the chemistry is, um, and see how Logan Paul does, man. I'm rooting for him. I think you know, he's got a lot of passion for this. He said it on multiple occasions. He thinks he's finally found his calling. Um, he's trains hard. He works hard. He's not in this for just the paycheck. He actually has a love for this business. And, you know, if when guys from the outside come in and then – they put in the work and they have passion for this. And, they, you know, you could tell they're just they're in it because they actually love this. I mean, hats off to him, man. I mean, how, you, you can't how can you not respect that? So, um, yeah, there's a lot of people that hate on this and I get it. I understand. But for the people that go, oh, you know, this is unfair to, to everybody else in the rest here who, who should be getting the opportunity at Roman Reigns. Listen, man, like, why would you want a match such as Roman and AJ Styles to be wasted at Money in the Sand 8? Listen, give Logan Paul the opportunity here. I don't care what goes down at these Saudi Arabia shows, man. Like, I, I, I'm i way past the point of like, oh, I'm not going to support these shows because I do end up watching them. The last but Money in the I'm Sand was really good, too. The, the Elimination they, Chamber yeah, Money in the, the Sand. Yeah, the best shows that, that they put out. Yeah. I'll even go a step further. I'll say, like, the, maybe the last two Money in the Sands were actually pretty good because yeah. wasn't one of them um, Edge versus Rollins in Hell in a Cell? Yeah. So I th I'll say the last two Money in the Sands were pretty good. And now you have Triple H running the realm. So, like, I can only imagine how this Money in the Sand is going to be like. Yeah, do they stack these shows, and they're fun to watch. So, hey, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, this is a big-time mega match between two big box office stars. Yep. So whether you like it or not, you have to understand why they're doing what they're doing. You gotta. I think a lot of people also get confused. And this is just all in wrestling. This, you know, let's remove the Roman and the Logan Paul of it all out of the conversation. But I think a lot of wrestling. Listen, we obviously do a show here, so we we try to have like necessarily like we'll try to remove some of our biased opinions when we're talking about a topic, right? But I think a lot of people just look at it so much as like a fan perspective, and they don't realize like the business part of it. And listen, if you don't think Logan Paul and Roman Reigns isn't a box office ma matchup, you're 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 out of your mind. You're an idiot. Yeah, I mean, you just don't understand the business at that point. And listen, everything, everything's business, bro. Like, take take your fandom out of it for a minute and just understand business. Now, I'm not gonna pretend like I'm like some big businessman here. Exactly. Like, I understand right. why they're doing right. this. Right. Like, I understood why they bring in Ronda Rousey's and and people like that. Bad bunnies. It's the same exact thing because they draw and people want to see them. They're big big time superstars man like it's all about drawing money nowadays it doesn't matter who's running the show vince triple h either way both of those guys know business and i think a lot of people didn't expect this with triple h the goal he's not going to bring in as many celebrities as vince no he is because he understands business and listen it's all about generating money at the end of the day and this is what it's all about so uh love it or hate it you have to understand why they why you know they're doing this match and why they bring in guys like logan paul if you don't listen i don't know what to tell you 
I, I definitely want to touch more on like the Roman Reigns of it all and like some of the stuff with the bloodline, but <clears throat> like a, a lot of people are gonna be glued to this matchup with Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. It's gonna get a lot of coverage from all these other sports avenues and I think that's the direction like Nick Khan wants to go too. Let's let's not forget that Nick Khan wants to become like he wants WWE to become like kind of like a Disney in the sense where it gets coverage all around the board, not just like hey, it's a wrestling company. Like you know, that's the why difference. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't right. he want that? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and Logan Paul, Roman Reigns. That that's another. That's like seeing that graphic. That's a step forward into that initiative. Well, that sells its own yeah. too. Again, that's what you want at the end of the day. You want people to buy that pay-per-view because he's got a punchable face. Yeah, a lot of people, listen, and I think that's another reason why I think some people are so down on it. It's because, like, oh, really, Logan Paul? But, like, listen, this guy's entertaining. I mean, it, when you see him in the ring, like, he, he, the, the guy could go. <laughs> you can't, listen, whether you like the, the guy or not, you can't discredit that. Of course not, especially going in there with Roman Reigns, man. It's only going to make him better. Um, so yeah, I mean, if he was, he was good in that match against the Miz, he was really great at WrestleMania. Can only imagine what he's going to be like in there with Roman Reigns. And even after this match too, um, this is going to be a big, big test for him. I, I don't want to say the pressure's on, but like, man, like there is a lot of pressure on him to really deliver here against obviously the biggest star in WWE in the past decade. Uh, you know, take away, you know, John Cena besides John Cena, obviously. Um, but Listen, it's it's big for him if he, if he goes in there and and he delivers. It's only going to help his career, you know. After this, let's talk about the bloodline. Uh, so, by the way, Jessica Hoffman said it should be a good match. Saw the press convo; it was really good. So we so the bloodline. Okay, we got a couple of, and this is going to blend in pretty much in all around WWE TV in general. So going back to Clash of the Castle, we saw Solo Sokoa make his um, main roster debut. He joined the bloodline. This past week on NXT, this guy shows up back in NXT, beats Carmelo Hayes for the North American Championship. Now you have another Bloodline member holding a title, the NXT North American Championship. He brings that shit over to SmackDown. We get the return of Paul Heyman, no Roman Reigns, okay? But we get the Bloodline and Sami Zayn. (laughs) We see them come out, and fast forward a little bit to the press conference that took place yesterday— we get the whole bloodline just holding championships. Dude, next week when Roman Reigns returns to SmackDown, visually that entrance is going to look fucking phenomenal. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. It's They're holding like literally how many? Eight championships? You have the both tag titles. You have both world titles. Now you have Solo Sokoa holding the North American Championship, which is Seven, smart on eight. them to put that title on him because obviously he blends into SmackDown. And now with the, cha- the change of direction in NXT going forward, it kind of makes sense to put the title on him. Yeah, absolutely, man. Solo Sokoa is good, man. Obviously, everybody who comes out of that family has a knack for this, <laughs> you know, it seems like. Um, but, yeah, I mean, listen, you put a title on him. Now Now the only person that needs a title is my man Sami Zayn, man. Yo, put the 24-7 championship on him just for comedic oh, purposes. My God. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like Triple H quietly just got rid of that belt because we have not seen that in a long time. But I would um, be okay if they was to bring it back just for him. Me too. And he can, like, gloat about how he's got the most important title in the bloodline because he's got to defend it 24-7, man. It's the most important <laughs> title. Hilarious, um, oh, man, for comedic purposes, that would be absolutely outstanding. Um, but, yeah, I mean, listen, they're all going to look so badass next week with, with all these championships. And just 
man, they look like such a big deal. I know, uh, dude. Holding, the, holding, holding half the gold in the company. So, I, yeah, I thought that was the right decision, giving it to Solo Sokoa. And, hey, man, like Carmelo Hayes, um, he was on a good run with that belt. But, mm-hmm. man, I pushed him all the way up the card to potentially yeah. be a future NXT champion because yep. that guy's got the it factor. Yep, 1,000%. Um, yeah, re- really good stuff. So they, they taped a couple of weeks uh, of, of NXT already this past week, so I don't want to touch on spoilers or whatever, but I think once they go live again, I plan on watching the show. I think I'm going to just check it out just to see if the creative direction is different. Obviously, they took the, the splattered colored paint gimmick. It went back to a new uh, updated version of black and gold, which I think is great. And, you know, time will tell to see if we get kind of like the NXT of old where you kind of you know get like these really great takeover cards, man. Like there's, I think there's a rumor that Halloween Havoc is gonna have like the takeover moniker again. So that's that's dope, man. That just is giving me signs that okay, we're gonna bring back the old NXT. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good step in the right direction that they're getting rid of the Nickelodeon uh, splash colors. You know, maybe we could take NXT a little bit more serious now. Um, it, 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 it will hopefully be presented a little bit better, but I'm going to like pump the brakes a little bit on my excitement because, you know, everybody thinks that just because they're going back to black and gold, which it doesn't even, it's not a black and gold. It's like uh, white and gold, uh, black, black and gold, Jace. but I know what everybody like, <laughs> right. by saying that. but, um, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's, it's the talent mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. roster is obviously not as stacked as it once was. Yep. Um, so I think that's a big part of why I haven't really been interested in NXTs because I don't really care too much about some of the talent there. I think a lot of them are green, which obviously is understandable, but some of the characters and the gimmicks yeah, don't do it for me. So yep. I'll give it a chance, but I'm not thinking that we're going to get like the same NXT we did, you know, prior to 2.0, you know, and, and all these, the takeover. Great. I mean, takeover is just a name, right? Like they've been doing these uh, takeover esque shows for a year with 2.0 and, I haven't really watched any of them, but Listen, I don't think, you know, last I'm not saying they I haven't had, been right, good, right. Last but, time like, I had nobody, interest. no interest. And I, nobody on my timeline has, like, talked about any of them. So, like, they couldn't have been, like, anything that special. So, we, the fact that they're going back to black and gold, I, I just don't really see a difference. I'll give it a chance, um, right. but I, think, I don't know. Like, I, I think with the change, I think for the most part, people like you and I, we have hope. We have hope oh, that sure. NXT could be watchable again. Like, and I like Carmelo Hayes. I like Braun Baker. I like Solo Sokoa. I think. Listen, um, just a little clips I catch here and there. I think Mandy Rose is doing a phenomenal job down there. But it's just, it's not the same as what NXT once was. Now, I feel like there's still there is hope with the change of the logo, the change of direction. Maybe not get what black and gold once was, but maybe something to the degree. A variation of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's never going to be, it's never going to be what it once was ever again. But yeah, if we see little glimpses of it here and there, I mean, you know, Triple H um, probably, I would assume, is heavily involved again. And obviously, Shawn Michaels is very much involved. So, I mean, yeah, listen, anything that Triple H does, I give a chance because I trust this guy and he, he's all we trust with what we want. Yeah. Um, but as in terms of like watching NXT religiously, like I once did, I'm not sure that's going to happen, but we'll see what, what the changes look like. Um, I think, like you said before, they did tape what, two or three weeks of programming. So none of these changes are really going to go yeah. into effect, uh, right. for the next few weeks, but yeah, well, we'll see what happens. So back to like the bloodline of it all. Uh, so Sokoa, I like him a lot. The only thing I would tweak when it comes to him is 
I feel like when it comes to wrestlers, there's only like certain wrestlers that could really pull off like the barefoot look, like a guy like yeah. Matt Riddle. I think Jacob Fatu from MLW is another one. Obviously, the the great Umaga, uh, Yokozuna, like Rusev, like Miro when he was when he was wrestling bare feet. I don't think he could pull off that look. That's why when he went to boot, when he went to wrestling boots, I'm like, all right, that's a better look. That makes I think more sense. I think Solo Sokol would benefit with wrestling with boots. I'm not. It, it, that's throwing like the bloodline vibe off for me but i like him a lot yeah. i like him a lot and just visually when uh for their entrance on on friday this this coming week them holding up the titles paul Heyman just like kind of doing like that that pray look like he's like praying to like roman reigns and then just Sami Zayn just throwing up the one it's just gonna be so <laughs> fucking great visually it's oh man it's gonna be so good bro next week yeah, man, the bloodline, obviously, the best thing going on WWE programming right now. Like, definitely, um, I haven't watched a full episode of SmackDown in a long time, but every time I seek out the highlights and, and things that went down on the show, I always go out of my way to watch uh, the bloodline segments because they're that good. Even the backstage segments with Sammy are just so damn entertaining. And, uh, yeah, man, this this faction is going to go down as one of the strongest that we've seen in a while, man. It's, it's really, really good stuff. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what that entrance looks like. And very, very just... I don't think anybody saw this coming with Sola Sokoa winning no. the North American title. I didn't even know... I mean, obviously, I don't follow NXT, but I didn't even know he like he was getting a title match. But, uh, man, this came out of nowhere. And uh, I guess he's going to stick around on NXT and do, like, both SmackDown and NXT Why for not? a little while. Why not? Um, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, pretty 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 good stuff. He ended up defending the title, too, on this past week on Friday night against uh, Matt Cat Moss. Yeah, so, like, Matt he's, def- he's yeah. defending the title also on SmackDown, which is pretty cool, too. It is, yeah. It's a cool – hey, I, I'm – I think with the North American title is the most beautiful looking title. It's one a, of the most beautiful looking titles nice in looking WWE title. yep. in wrestling as a whole. I love that belt. So uh, if you get that, you know, belt to be defended in more places, that's only going to benefit NXT and that championship and solo Sokoa. So yeah, man, I, I have no issues with that. I, I think it's pretty cool. No, and plus it also helps <clears throat> to show that WWE is together at one point or another where you're having these crossovers yep. and not just act like NXT is in its own Island. Like, you need to seem bigger. You need to seem together, especially now since, you know, Papa Vince is no longer around. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, too. Vince always pretended like NXT didn't exist. So you wouldn't, besides, outside of like that, um, when they incorporated them in Survivor Series that one year, it's like every <laughs> single time somebody comes up, it's kind of just like they have a totally new name or gimmick or everything's different. So it's kind of just like NXT wasn't even a thing in Vince's eye. But I love how like Triple H incorporates it into the main roster, showing people that, like, yeah, like, Listen, tune into NXT on Tuesday nights. Like, it exists. Like, there's this thing. And, you know, if you like what you see, if, you know, Solo Sokoa defending the title on SmackDown, tune in Tuesday nights to to watch it. So, um, yeah. What the hell's a next? Ugh, Vince, it's called NXT. It's the third brand. Ugh, I hate <laughs> yellow. Let's throw some color into that. <laughs> That's what the young kids are looking. <laughs> All right. Uh, one last thing on the bloodline. Sami Zayn, man. This guy, anything he does on TV is just fucking gold to me. I think he's like, I think he's a national treasure just with individually his like relationships that he has with the bloodline, with with Roman, with Jimmy, with now Solo Sokoa, how like they like embrace Sammy. Now, granted, obviously there's like, they're embracing him, but at the same time, like they're embracing him for their benefit, right? 
Right. Jay Uso wants nothing to do with but, Sammy. So I just ha- love their relationships individually on camera. Have you noticed something that uh, Sammy Zayn has done more for Jay Uso than all the years he's been? Because now you can actually tell who Jay is. Well, he's been doing so. No, so, because I'm saying, because like before, you couldn't tell like which one was Jay or Jimmy. Ever since, ever <laughs> since the blood, well, pretty much ever since Jimmy was hurt and yeah. Jay got paired up with Roman, you really got to see like the growth in Jay as a performer. Yeah. No, but I mean, yeah. like, like you could see like the, the hate and right. And, oh, he and, and he and, can't stand Sammy. Bro, <laughs> so so this morning at four o'clock when I was awake, I put Sami Zayn greatest moments with the bloodline. Bro, I was laughing. It's so good. I was like, la- so when, when he comes in and he has his own handshake and shit. I know he has a handshake <laughs> with Jimmy. <laughs> that was Dude. so fucking hilarious. But yeah, you need Sammy Zayn. I though. just love how like <laughs> Solo Sokol, like this past week on Friday, like, oh Sammy, you coming? And Sammy's like, yeah, I got you, Usa, whatever. And Jay just looks in disgust, like. <laughs> he just hates Sammy so much. It's so funny. It's so good. It's so funny. I think good. after the the press conference, he posted a video, um, a picture on his like Instagram story of like the, all of them at the press conference, and he put like a clown emoji over Sammy Zayn's face. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Like, he in did. one of the pictures, in one of the pictures too, you see him just like like eyeballing like Sammy from like the side. It's so, it's so good, bro. It's I love so. It. But I mean, good. it's it's just. I mean, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's just gold. And. Cause like the crowd, obviously they're cheering for Sammy because it's just so it's so hysterical. Like the shit that like the on camera shit that we're getting, like these segments oh and the matches and how like Sammy's willing to take a bullet for like the bloodline in general. But like eventually, when we get like the full turn, when they beat down the hell out of Sammy, Sammy's name is gonna be like one of the most over faces in the whole company. No. Yeah, as he should, man. He's he's good as a heel, but man, he's obviously just a natural baby face, and it's been long long overdue for him to go back to that and like, hey, listen it's kind of funny how like Sami Zayn has quietly had like an amazing run on the main roster yeah nobody's gonna really talk about it because okay he didn't win that many championships but man the, the, the amount of stories he's been featured in and everything he does you know just is so damn entertaining and he turns it into gold like he's quietly having one of the best WWE careers and it's a no-brainer that he resigned and and he looks like he's having a blast like let me let, let me let me just paint this picture real quick and then we'll move on to something else. So whatever the turn happens on Sami Zayn, they beat the hell out of him, and we don't see him for a couple weeks. The bloodline continues their feud with Kevin Owens, and let's just say the bloodline are just you know beating the snot out of Kevin Owens, and then all of a sudden you just hear Sami Zayn's music hit, but like his old theme, yo, yeah. that pop is gonna be in fucking insane, bro. I yeah, see what you did, dude. There. And he makes a save. Holy shit, bro! Insane. 100% man so it's, fucking it's, good it's gonna happen sooner rather than later and uh when that happens uh I, I I can't wait to see it I can't wait to see when that split comes and uh yeah for sure it's gonna be a crazy moment and he's gonna be o- more over than he probably ever was yeah absolutely so. right 1000% uh okay so Leo just updated us you know for those that are watching us on Facebook live we're good we're good to go baby we're here we're, good. we're here there we're we here. go uh, for those that are listening to the audio version of the show, it changes nothing. <laughs> okay, let's talk about some women's action, women's division, tag team action that happened this past week. Because we have new women's tag team champions in, I got to say EO Sky, but I always want to call her EO Shirai. <laughs> EO Sky, Dakota Kai, Damage Control with Bailey, new tag team champions. I'm here for it. My question is to you, Ryan. Why didn't they win the tournament to begin with? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know what the point was <laughs> of them losing and then winning the titles a few weeks later. I have no idea. Um, yeah, 
I don't know. I don't even have like any like ideas of why they did what they did. It made no sense. But hey, the rifle, uh, you know, rifle tag team champs, EO and Dakota. And now the question is, do we see Sasha and Naomi return eventually? Because I think everybody's waiting for that. I think the the rumor mill has been going off for a while now, but oh, they can potentially be headed back and everybody thought it was going to be after the tournament, but that didn't happen. Uh, they're doing, if you follow them on social media, they're doing like, um, I don't know. They're doing like, all these, Oh like, yeah. Goals. They're all over social media. Let me tell you something. All over. Sasha yeah. Banks. So I don't even looks, know if wrestling's well, on their mind well, anymore. Well, Sa- well, first of all, Sasha Banks looks phenomenal. They both look Touch. gorgeous, but Sasha Banks is out here. Touch <laughs> Banks. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're absolutely that killing workout the video. Like they're having fun. <laughs> see, see, see too far, too far, Leo, too far. Uh-huh. I knew somebody was going to be that guy. <laughs> it might and, as well and, be me. And it had to be the old man. It had to be oh. the old man. You know, back in my day, we were more oh, conservative. God. Back in my day. But, yeah, oh. I mean, it's it's only a matter of time for, you know, Sasha Banks and Naomi to return, right? You would think so. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, even put, put them aside for a second. Let's just, uh, you know, obviously – Talk about how good of a job Triple H has done with making the women's tag team titles relevant and shown on TV. And he's put in a lot of ever since, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, took over control. And ever since those titles were vacated and he started this tournament, he's been, you know, doing a good job with these tag titles. I would go on to say probably the best (laughs) booked, uh, you know, in a long time, because ever since these titles came into existence, they've just been just like irrelevant and like pointless but now he's actually and again he's doing this with every title he's doing this right. with the intercontinental yeah. and the u.s absolutely he's making them mean something which you gotta love to see and the way he's put these women together and yeah okay most of them are just random women thrown together but i mean hey they need women's tag teams and half these women aren't doing anything so why not put them together and um, i think he's done a really good job so now damage control has these belts and uh you know We'll see what happens moving forward. But Leo, what Ryan's trying to say is that Triple H is doing damage control on the women's division, tag division. You see what I did there? See what I did there? You got it? Got it? Got it? Right, I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Monday Night Raw, bro, when I tell you Johnny Gargano did not miss a beat, holy shit. Him and Gable tore it up this past week on Monday Night Raw, man. And I don't know, man. I just, I just miss... Johnny Gargano, just seeing him in the ring and the, oh, so good, bro, so good. I, I'm just it, a big, gar- I'm a big Gargano guy, big Gargano it's cra- guy. It's crazy how long it's been yeah. since we last saw him in the ring. It's like, almost it, been a I year. It, was, it does not feel like it. I don't know. Does it feel like it to you? Because it doesn't feel like it to me. Not saying I didn't miss Johnny Gargano, but man, it just really goes to show how fast time flies and how much goes on in wrestling. That like, I'm not saying I didn't miss him, but like, it's almost as like. I didn't think of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much been going on, but it's a beautiful thing to have him back. Uh, like you said, he he still knows how to do this thing, man. It's like hopping on a bike. You know, you just never forget how to do it. He looked great. It was a great warm-up match. He was a great opponent. And, uh, yeah, Johnny Gargano is off and running on Monday Night Raw. So, uh, just so great to see him, you know, doing his thing again. I think that and just... So there's so much thing that hap- there's so much stuff that happens in wrestling we kind of forget, right? So like something that happened, like we spoke about it last week, how like WWE, how like the 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 feel of the company after Royal Rumble, kind of like the like they were in a the morale was down, right? And that was back in the Royal Rumble, which was the beginning of this year. That feels like it happened three years ago, like uh, with all yeah. the amount of shit that happens in wrestling, right? So 
when you really sit back and look, you're like, damn, it has been almost a year since we almost seen Johnny Gargano back in the ring. And especially yeah. with, like, all the rumors. Like, I remember going back, like, I think the first quarter of the year, there was, like, a rumor that Gargano was going to show up, like, in AEW when they were, like, in Cleveland or something. Yep. And then another yep. rumor happened, like, later on in the year that he was supposed to show up. And obviously never, none of that happened, but I think he made the right decision on coming back to the WWE. Oh, absolutely, 100%. We talked about that when he made his return. Yeah, well, this is the perfect spot for him, especially under Triple H, who knows him better than anybody. Um, yeah, this is definitely the place for him. And listen, I... There was one point where, obviously, when Vince was uh, in charge, I wanted all these wrestlers who, you know, like were getting mistreated or whatever, or who were just really good, like Johnny Gargano, to go over to AEW because I felt like that was a better place for them. Mm -hmm. But now I'm starting to, like, kind of turn the wheels on that. I feel like half these people, even that are in AEW right now, that aren't really doing much and who are yep. super talented yep. because again that road roster is just so bloated and you know we all talk about how great of a promoter and a booker tony khan is and he is but he does not know how to book everybody so i want to see some of these people go back to wwe and uh you know now with triple h involved and like you said the wwe roster is not as bloated as AEW's is so i just feel like some of these guys would benefit from going back alistair black malachi black being one of them Andrade being another, I think those two specifically who are not really doing anything in AEW. I know Malachi just got his release, but I think yeah. he's taking time away from wrestling in general for just different reasons. Um, but once he's ready to come back, I feel like WWE is the place for him. So, um, yeah, dude, WWE is becoming a place for some of these really good, like indie darlings and and some of the people we love um, to shine again because you know, and and it's great because WWE, whether we like it or not. It's a bigger stage than AEW, and it'll oh, always will. absolutely one thousand percent. You can't, you know, you could be the the biggest AEW fan, right? A diehard fan, to hate WWE, but you still have to admit that being a WWE superstar is above everything. Listen, you know? every, every wrestler that gets into the business, they, they say that WrestleMania doesn't mean shit to them. They're they, they they're, they're, lying. they're lying. They're lying to you, yeah. or they're working you. Uh, yep. When it comes to those two guys you mentioned, Andrade and Aleister Black, Malachi Black. I think when it comes to Black, it's a little bit complicated because it seems like there's something going on there in his personal yeah. life. So I just personally, I just want him to get better because that guy is like one of the most selfless individuals I have ever met. And with the way he just treats his fans, the time he gives his fans, he's a very positive individual. So whatever's going on with him, I hope... He finds peace, and if that directs him back into wrestling, whatever company he shows up in, I'll be happy for him. But I will say, now in Triple H in charge, in a perfect world where Malachi, a.k.a. Aleister Black, if he does return to a WWE, man, with Triple H in charge, we're going to see the real Aleister Black. When it comes to somebody Andrade, I agree. I, that's another guy. Like Him and Zelina Vega were fucking amazing together. And then, I don't know what happened. They, they got split up. For no apparent reason. I don't know why. But that's another that's like that. That's why. That was a great pairing. I don't, you know, yeah. and I think you can even tell a story with Andrade and Charlotte. I there's the, I yeah. think they can even tell a story there in WWE. So listen, man, and, and you know what? I'll throw another name out there. And I know he's injured right now, but you know what? Now with Triple H in charge, and I know he's with his buddies right now, but even a guy like Adam Cole, he's a very young guy. Whenever his contract is up, and he feels like he's done whatever he needs to do in AEW. If he wanted to go back to WWE and have like end his career like a Shawn Michaels, like in the that like the last leg that Shawn Michaels had at the end of his career, if he was to have like a Shawn Michaels run in WWE, I think he could do it. As he should. 
Because, listen, you can get away, like Young Bucks and Kenny Omega specifically, they can get away with never going to WWE, and obviously they still have carved out Hall of Fame careers. But it's kind of just like, why wouldn't you test yourself in WWE after everything you've accomplished? And like, you, like Adam Cole signed for the next, what, five years in AEW, I think? Not to say he can't ever get out of his contract, but, you know, I don't even know if he would want to, and I don't think Tony Khan would allow him to. But just say in five years, obviously this guy's still going at a high level, hopefully. Um, why wouldn't he go back if he's already felt like he's accomplished everything in AEW? I wouldn't hate it at all. Listen, of course, there's people that I prefer in AEW over WWE. There's some people that I prefer in WWE over AEW. But at the end of the day, I watch both of these companies. So I don't give a damn who goes where at this point. Because both are good, especially WWE right now under Triple H. Yep. Really been just hitting home run after home run. AEW still obviously is a great promotion, great product, and still putting out great shows. Listen, I don't care who's, who's where. I just want everybody to be booked the proper way because – Nothing bothers me more when, than when a guy has so much potential and he's being wasted away. Malachi is, is one of the big ones that comes to my mind because I am just such a massive fan of this guy. I think he oh, deserves to more. Me too. He was on top of the world in NXT for yep. like a cup of coffee. And then he dropped the NXT title and then never really got back to that, you know, that place. And I, when he went to AEW, I had such high hopes, hasn't done anything there. I just want to see this guy succeed more than anything. So it just bothers me when these guys aren't getting the proper opportunities and their careers are being wasted because they're just super talented to be just being fed this bullshit. So um, I was, I just cracked up a little bit. Cause when you was um, talking about how, uh, you know, WWE, they're putting out some of their best product right now. Now that Triple H is running in the charge and Hey, AEW is still a great company. And the way you said that your tone just like, cause we're going to be honest here because we call spade a spade. We're kind of down on AEW, not necessarily because the product has been bad, but just some of the backstage shenanigans and some of like the booking stuff that we're seeing on TV. So like your tone, like not and like I said, we want these all these companies to succeed, right? Even companies that we don't watch, because we want more places for all these towns to work for. Because not everyone could go go to WWE and AEW. Like we gotta take that mindset out. Like not everyone could be in these bigger companies because there's. There's too much talent. There's too much talent all over the place. But, like, low-key, it's, like, under your breath. It's so like you kind of want to give AEW congratulations. <laughs> That's what it kind of yeah, sounds yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> and it's there, okay, there's... bro. It's, it's, it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to feel that way because, listen, it was bound to happen. The honeymoon phase is over, and we talked about this episode back. Like, listen, we enjoyed All Out as a whole. But with some of the backstage shenanigans and Tony not having any fucking balls, it was bound to happen. We're starting to see cracks. That doesn't mean that things can't be fixed. Not th I'm not even saying who knows. Now morale's probably good now backstage because Punk is not there anymore. The Elite's not there anymore. And I'm not saying the Elite was the problem, but all the the backstage heat and like animosity isn't there anymore. Now you have guys like Moxley and Jericho and Brian leading the charge and, and some of the other guys in there that are agents, you know, trying to motivate these talents. So I feel like... You know, that, that that dark cloud that was in there for the last, like, month or so, it's gone now. And we'll see what the future holds for the company, for, for the product as a whole. Yeah, I'm not even down on it specifically because of these backstage issues. At this point, I am so sick and tired of hearing about it. Any, I don't want to hear about any of the, the fights and any of the shit backstage. I'm, I'm just, I'm honestly mostly down about some of the booking decisions. Oh, and, and we'll get, we're going to get into it. Like, oh, yeah. Like that's, so it's like almost like the, the backstage stuff for me 
now like has taken a back seat. It's more of just the booking that, that's really and the decision making that's kind of bothered me as of late more so than the backstage drama. But yeah, we'll get into it. And like I said, I I, I still enjoy AW. I still oh, watch it. It's still a great product. Week. Yeah, I still look forward to watching it every single Wednesday. Like even like Raw. Like I'll watch Raw, but like I don't sit down on a Monday night and get really excited for Raw because you know Raw is just Raw is Raw. Like it'll be good, <laughs> but it's not something that I sit down and watch like all three hours of. You I know, get bored sometimes. You know what it is AEW too. One of those things where I sit down and I watch from start to finish, and I enjoy it. You know, I've I've noticed part. too, and I don't know if you if if you noticed this, but I've paid attention, especially the last two Raws. The last two Raws now under this new regime. Not saying they were bad shows. But they didn't have the same excitement level as the two previous Raws from there. Like yeah. nothing really crazy and happened. Happen. And that's going to happen. That doesn't mean that the product sucks or like the it's not a watchable show. Monday Night Raw is now a very watchable show. It's great. You get wrestling. The championships it's- matter. It's fucking great. But I agree with you. When it comes to AEW, even with some of the booking stuff that we see on TV, even with some of the backstage shenanigans, something about when Wednesday hits, you're like, Hey man, dynamite's on tonight. You kind of feel like a yeah. kid, like when you used to yes. get like the Monday Night Wars with Nitro and and Monday Night Raw. Like you get that feeling, like you know what? Regardless of what's going on, tonight's dynamite. I'm I'm looking yes. forward to seeing. Not saying that Monday Night Raw or SmackDown are not good shows to watch because they have been very enjoyable, but something about a dynamite just hits a little bit different. Yes, a hundred percent. Couldn't have said it better. There's just something about it. Like I said, I still tune into Raw here and there, but it's just you don't you don't tune in. You, you don't Monday nights. I mean, maybe you do. And hey, to each their own. If you get excited for Raw, if you're like one of those people that's like, oh my god, like like how we feel with Dynamite, that's great. I mean, I you know I'm not gonna sit here and tell you you shouldn't feel that way. Just me personally, and I guess you you know yourself, you you understand completely how I'm feeling. It's just like I don't know. Raw's on great like. It's like I said, and it's very watchable. If you're going to invest three hours into a Monday night now, like it's you're going to get, you're not going to feel like you wasted your time. But for me, it's also a very missable show too, where it's like if I miss it, like eh, it's nothing I haven't really seen before. But with Dynamite, there's something about it that just still hits different, no matter how the booking is going yep. or how the backstage drama is going. There's just something about it where you just get excited, like you feel like a little kid because it's like that. It's just, it just. I don't know. And I know what it is. I know exactly what it is, and I figured it out. I figured out why we get so excited for Dynamite and maybe not necessarily for SmackDown Raw the same way. I just figured it out. It just hit me right now. You know what it is, Ryan? Oh, boy. Let's hear it. It's the fucking intro, okay? When you hear that Dynamite theme, it gets you fucking pumped up. This is what the WWE product is missing now. Give me a good intro. You remember when yeah. Monday Night Raw used to have like like the old Monday Night Raw theme or Across the Nation or the Papa Roach song or the Nickelback song? They used to get you hyped up. Even when the product was kind of questionable, it used to get you hyped up. When SmackDown used to have the old SmackDown theme and the Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson, it used to get you hyped up. Now? Yeah. Oh, I hate the Monday Night Raw theme. It's like, flowing, like, like yeah. what is that shit? And then you move I over to SmackDown. Listen, I like ACDC, but that ACDC song is terrible, okay? Yeah. Out of all the ones that they could have picked, that was the one that you probably shouldn't pick as an intro to a It just feels show. very, I mean, you know what it feels like? It feels like a typical, like, a very typical, like, network song to play like when you're watching like like um sunday night football or something feels like too like produced like no no yeah and i also think it's too it's like when the show finally does go on the air too i just feel like and again this is still a problem but this is just always how the wwe is going to operate the opening segments are always brutal i don't know (laughs) they they just so like 
like, it's still like, you know, you see an opening segment, you can already tell where it's going. It's already going to turn into a tag match. It's going to happen immediately after the segment, or it's setting up the main event. AEW is, it's just like the intro, the, the, the opening segments are different. Whether, I mean, whether it's a promo or a match, it just starts off the show with a bang. WWE starts off with very just like, oh, you know, like, like I said, Riddle comes out this week or no Rollins comes out and here comes Riddle. And then, you know, it's, there's a brawl and then it's just, you could already tell where it's going. So I think that's, has a lot to do with it as well. That's just the way WWE operates, man. Like they have the opening segment, they have a promo followed by a brawl, a beatdown, which which ends up being a tag match or a one-on-one or it sets up the main event. You already know where it's going. AEW is just different in terms of that too. So I don't know. There's, it's just different, and like you said, if we if you watch both shows, you kind of know what we're talking about, which, you know, it's kind of hard to explain it, but I think you guys can understand. So, um, Gargano and Gable was great. I really enjoyed the match. One thing that we should get every single week is Otis always getting beat up makes me laugh because I just don't like Otis. So anytime he gets, like, beat up or he takes the powder or, or whatever, like, I need to see – if we're going to see Otis on, on Weekly T, I just want him to get beat up every single week, whether it's on Raw, <laughs> whether on SmackDown. Just let him ca- get pins. Let him get super kick. Let him put his ass through a table. Like, I enjoyed that because to me, I, I, I'm just not a fan of Otis. Don't like him. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. I, I couldn't give a damn about him either, so <laughs> – Okay. Like a lot of people on the raw roster still. I mean, hey, the roster looks good now, and but there's still a lot of people on the show that I just don't give a damn about, and he's definitely one of them. All right, let me ask you whether you give a damn of him or not. What do you think about Strowman's return? Um, listen, I don't think I'll ever be a big Braun Strowman fan, but I don't mind him being there. I understand why they brought him back, and listen, I think I like I like him being back in WWE. He yeah, fits. Yeah, he fucking I, I fits. Actually, I don't have an issue with it. He looks like he's in absolutely phenomenal shape. 1,000%. And we'll see what Triple H does with him. I don't, I actually don't hate it. Like I said, I don't know if I'll ever be a, a complete Braun Strowman fan, but it, it doesn't bother me the way it probably would have if Vince was still in charge and brought him back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a chance, you know, and see what's, see what, you know, how he's booked and everything like that. But listen, I think Braun Strowman was made for WWE and he's absolutely. like a, 1,000%. Just, you look at him, he looks like a WWE superstar, so I don't hate it. How are you feeling about the red pants? <laughs> it's it's cool, it's different. At, you know? at this point, I'm just wearing him I'm just waiting for him to put on a yellow shirt at this point and just rip it yeah. rip it like Hogan. I'm just waiting yeah, at right, this point. Right, I know. I'm I just know. waiting for that. Um but yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not I'm not disliking uh, you know, Strowman back on WWE TV. I know he's um not necessarily a controversial figure, but you know, just based on some of the stuff that he does on social media, then he who he kind of associated with after he got released by WWE has been kind of questionable. But like, I really don't care about none of this stuff. But he does fit WWE TV. Like, and to be honest with you, I think when he got released, he got fairly like it was like injustice when he got released, and some it some was. of his booking too. Um, throughout the years in WWE, some of it was like you know, you had him at like such a like top level, and then there's like either a tweak in direction or they did something to him. It's like what the fuck? Like I remember at one point, this is when he still had like long hair. Like some of the crowd reactions this guy was getting, like it started making me think like, yo, this guy could hit like Hogan levels. <laughs> yeah, yo, dude. Yeah, I I completely agree. There was one point where this guy obviously should have been. The world champion, I believe, what was that year, 2017? Yep. Maybe? Yeah, when he was feeding uh, Roman. Was, yeah, he was unbelievable, unbelievably over, putting uh, 
a massive amount of work and he was awesome he's top yeah. star and then yeah he i actually felt bad when he got released because like first of all nobody deserves to get released like that i mean if you sign a contract you should be able to right. at least you know ride out the rest of that contract whether they sign you after that or not um i definitely felt bad for him because i just felt like he definitely had a lot more to offer and um hey he's back now and he's getting this second opportunity he's gotten himself in tremendous freaking shape I mean, you just look at this guy and he's like holy shit like you can't take your eyes off of him i mean he's built like a freaking machine um so yeah let's see what what triple h does with him i like i said don't hate it one bit yeah we'll see what the, what they do with braun Strowman. but the fact that he's back I've been enjoying it, so I have no issues there. All right. Um, this is something that we're probably going to laugh a lot about. So by any chance, after Monday Night Raw, I want to say like the next day, did you follow the Lucha Instagram stories by any chance, Ryan? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you – I think you might know where I'm going with this. Did you uh, kind of read some of the, the captions that we got for Dominic and Rhea Ripley? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thoroughly enjoy them. Thoroughly enjoy them. <laughs> So, I, I tried so hard to come up with a funny one, but um, and Tuesday was very busy at work, but I did enjoy a lot of the ones that were submitted. So there was everybody uh, out there. Very creative. So on Monday Night Raw, we got a, a, a vignette. I think that's the best way to put it, where it's Dominic just talking to air, all right? He's in a dark room, and he's just talking. And I necessarily didn't hate the promo, okay? Um, I think that was the best usage of Dom instead of doing it live on, like, an in-ring segment because – I don't know if you saw this, Ryan, but like the week prior when you saw heel Dom, okay, with you know, with the slick back and and you know, kind of like having like the serious look and facing off with his father and then Edge. Listen, you know, we could all be like the best actors and shit like that, but man, I think for Dom, like just you know, putting his hands on his dad and disrespecting his father, that's gotta hit you. Like for me, yeah, like just me watching that, it's like to me, kind of hit like a nerve, not necessarily like towards like Dom or Ray or anything like that. But like, I just look at like the relationship I have with my dad. Right. And I'm like, man, just me disrespecting my dad. Like I would hate myself if I did that. But grant that I know they all agreed with it. I know they're professionals or whatever. So it's not something that's being forced by them, but the fact that they're, they, they, they're, you know, they're like, okay, we're going to be professional here, whatever, man. Like it kind of makes me, you get what I'm saying, Ryan? It kind of makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And you could tell, I think that's the point and that's great. And then the week prior, you could tell, like, even by Dom's face, you could put on the best poker face all you want, but you could tell it was hitting a nerve a little bit with him. But then, yeah, you know, is. fast forward to this past week, you get the backstage segment with them. I think it hit differently because they probably took, like, multiple takes or whatever, and mm-hmm. I felt like Dom felt a little bit more comfortable in, like, a, a pre-tape mm-hmm. than necessarily just being live, like, in an in-ring segment. Also... Just Rhea Ripley just kind of like whispering in his ear. It's like, what direction are they going here? It's like, is is like Rhea like Dom's Dom? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. It's an interesting it's story they're telling. And to me, they're like the highlight of Judgment Day at this point. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm. I, it's, yeah, like you said, the storytelling has been really, really good. I think Dom so far, I, I feel like Dom gets unfairly criticized. And I, I agree. understand that like, 1, he could definitely he could definitely do more in the ring and he could definitely benefit from like going to NXT and working there for a little while. Um, but yeah, listen, this guy or this guy, this kid got thrown into the fire. Yep. And I think he's made the most of the opportunity now. And now he's in a big time storyline. Obviously 
you know, with Ray, with his father, with Rhea Ripley, with Judgment Day. And I'm enjoying the dynamic. I'm enjoying the, the story that they're telling as well. Um, you know, we saw all the shenanigans in the main event segment too. Like, I feel like Dom fits with the Judgment Day. I think it's cool that Rhea Ripley's kind of coaching him and everything. I, I thought he knocked the promo. Mm, the coaching promo him, huh? Out of the park. <laughs> yeah, a coach. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, it just it just kind of goes back to some of the captions that we're getting. On the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man, let me tell you something. Just just on a comedic note, some of the people that did the captions, you know that 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 you guys are some fucking sick motherfuckers. Let me tell you. All right, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, some of these captions, it's like I'm like really, man. Yeah, some yeah, some freakazoids out there, bro. <laughs> like for real. Yeah, that's for sure, man. I mean, I, I was, did you expect anything less, though? You know? I mean, it's 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 you know, it's the internet. Trust, it's, it's the internet. It's wrestling fans, why not? Why not? <laughs> right. Um. So th- we had this match between uh Dominic and Edge. Also, have you noticed that Dominic in the ring when he wasn't getting beat beat up and destroyed by the Edge? But I don't know if you noticed, but he's you know he's uh kind of giving a lot of wink and a nod to Eddie Guerrero with some of his mannerisms and stuff which I've been enjoying obviously the slick back in the mullet which is the obvious one but just some of his mannerisms in the ring I'm like oh that's that's <laughs> that's a wink and a nod to my guy Eddie I love it I love it man he you know his legacy is pretty much living on through you know Dominic uh in a way you know Dominic obviously very close to him probably learned a lot you know mm-hmm. from him in in life um so yeah man I, I you love to see it and like you said the, the visual of him with the mullet and everything like he just looks like an old yep. um eddie you know yep. so yeah i mean the fact that he could bring in his mannerisms and everything and just kind of little like winks and nods to yeah, to eddie uh and it's it's a, it's a beautiful thing it's great to see I, I feel like when it comes to dominic and i noticed this during his match against edge i feel like he does a great job playing this like heel role in the ring when it's not involving his father i feel mm-hmm. like when his dad is involved you kind of see a little bit of hesitation by him but it's rightfully so i mean at the end of the day that's your dad so like i get right. it like i'm listen all props to him in general just even doing it you know because right. like like i was just saying before you could criticize me all you want but i'm not a wrestler or an actor or anything like that but just me just you know just disrespecting my father like that that to me just i'm fucking getting chills like i just get like oh i just can't do it i I wouldn't be able to do it so props to them to even trying you know attempting to take it this far so now let me ask the question because i'm gonna guess it depends on how far they bring this story and with triple h man he's good at at, you know storytelling and long-term booking i would i would think uh where do you think the eventual ray versus dominic match takes place you think they hold it off like for a long time until possibly the rumble or even i I mean this is a mania I would do it at the Rumble because yeah. it's in Texas. Or if you really want to even like prolong it even longer, the reason why I say Texas is because you know you have the Eddie Guerrero factor, and then obviously like there's yeah. a good Spanish, Latino, Hispanic, Mexican like demographic over there in Texas. Or you could hold it off till Mania because they're in California and that's where they're from. So either mm-hmm. way, you know, either it's one A or one B, right? I definitely wouldn't do it at Money in the Sand Aid. That's where I wouldn't do it. That's, and that's way too soon, regardless of right. Saudi Arabia show or not. It's way too soon. I, anyway. I think like, now with I think no. with now Triple H at the Rum, I think you could tell a very interesting story, like leading up to the Rumble, like maybe like Ray or Dominic eliminate each other or something like that, or Dom eliminates Ray or Ray eliminates yeah, Dominic, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you yeah. could then you start planting the seeds to an eventual Dominic versus Ray match, and who knows, maybe when that does happen, maybe that's when. 
you know, Tom, Dom turns face, and then, you know, something happens. They they could tell a really good story leading into either the Rumble or Mania. Yeah, yeah. Either way, um, I think, you know, that, that match, that eventual match is going to be really, really interesting to see. You know, I think it, we've been waiting for it for a long time, especially, you know, with Dom being paired with Ray. We were all waiting for that turn. And, uh, yeah, when that eventual match takes place, it's going to be good. But I think a lot of, you know, like we just said, how good the story's been, the storytelling, there's a lot more uh, left to tell here uh, over the next few months. So we'll see what Triple H does. But, yeah, it's definitely an, another intriguing storyline in WWE. And probably one of the best that's going on in Raw right now is this whole dynamic between Judgment Day and, you know, Rey Mysterio and, and Edge, who looks like he's going to be out for a, a little while now. All right, let me, I'm going to to wrap it up with the whole, the, the Dom and, you know, Judgment Day of it all. I'm going to just throw the question out there just based on what we got on Monday Night Raw and then some of the captions that we got when I posted in our stories. How soon do we get Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio making out on Monday Night Raw? <laughs> How soon do we get I don't get know. You that? think that's where they're going with this? I don't know. I, I, I don't, you know. Listen. I don't know if it's going to turn into a love I need to see a live sex celebration with Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. Oh, joking. God. I am joking. I am joking. No, no, no. But, but, but. It's it's let's be honest here, okay? And this is not us being like, you know, like creeps or anything like that, but it is a very just like the little seeds that we're we're plant that they're planting here where Rhea's saying like, Oh, um Dom, you know, Dom knows who's his who's his poppy, right? Like yeah. Rhea being the form of poppy. Like it's very, you know, it it kinda dabbles in like kind of like an SNM type vibe. Like that's the vibe I'm getting. This is not, you know, I'm just I'm just seeing what they're giving us on TV and that's kinda how I'm taking it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I, I don't know. I can't I mean, I can't really tell, to be honest, where they're going with this. But right, but it's it's questionable it, it, in a good way. And I mean this in a good me. way. And I mean this in a good way. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, hey, it wouldn't shock me if they go that direction. But um, but that's the beauty of it. I don't know what direction they're going to go in. That, and that's the best. I mean, that's what I don't want to know. You know, I don't want to make it up. I don't want it to be obvious. So, um, yeah, hey, let's see what happens. All right, last on WWE, and then we'll move on to some other stuff. So an interesting video started um, hitting social media on Friday night during SmackDown. Apparently during a commercial break, we started playing the song, this White Rabbit song, okay? Um... And the lights dimmed out, and everybody started holding their cell phones, kind of like um, Bray Wyatt-esque with the flashlights. And then you got a red light, all right, when, like, the song was, like, over with. You got this bright red light. A lot of people saying that they're teasing a Bray Wyatt return. A lot of people are saying that it has to do with Karrion Cross because he was the white rabbit in Lucha Underground. I'm leaning towards a little bit more of a potential Bray Wyatt return than carrying cross for the simple fact is like why would you tease something for carrying cross in which he's like he's already an active guy like on the roster you know what i'm saying like so, so that wouldn't make sense yeah right yeah. i'm leaning more towards of a bray white return now if that's what we're getting little teasers of a bray white return what do you think is going to happen here are we going to see either world's bray white are we going to see the fiend bray white or are we going to see a completely different bray white Good question. Um, I feel like the Fiend character should just be laid to rest. I would probably assume that they don't revert back to that. Um, not that it wasn't successful, but I just feel like knowing Bray, they probably did everything they could with that character, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I would lay it to rest. Now, I'd love to see the old Bray Wyatt come back, man, with the Hawaiian shirts, like the Eater of Worlds or whatever, yep. um, you know, with the hat and everything, with the rocking chair, with the lantern, all that good stuff. But knowing Bray Wyatt, knowing how creative this guy is, yep. 
I would not be shocked if he whips up a totally different character that we've never seen before. Um, so I don't think any, I don't think any of it's out of the question. Me personally, I would not bring back the fiend. Um, but Hey, listen, I mean, whatever Bray Wyatt does, you know, it's going to be good. That's the one thing about it. And you know, with triple H giving him, even though I think, you know, beforehand, I know a lot of the ideas apparently that he brought to the table, Vince didn't agree with. And that's kind of why, um, Vince ended up releasing him. I, I think I read or whatever, whether that's true or not. Uh, but triple H, I think is going to give him a lot more leeway with a character, with promos, with segments and things like that. So like I said, whatever he does, I think it's going to be amazing. I'd love to see something totally different that we've never seen before, mm-hmm. just because I just love to, I love to see, you know, what this guy whips up. Cause I just, I'm fascinated by his creativity. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see if this has anything to do with him. I, I don't know. I thought it was very odd. The fact that it would do it during a commercial break just for the live crowd, I yeah. think is weird. Definitely weird. Uh, if, if they're getting ready for Bray Wyatt's TV return, you'd think they would do something, like a little teases on TV. But maybe um, it was like a feeler. Out. Maybe yeah, it was maybe a feeler more just to get people yeah. talking because you know it was going to hit social media regardless. Yeah, right, right. So, hey, I mean, yeah, I'd probably... In terms of what you were saying before, I don't think it has anything to do with Karrion Cross. I mean, to, to pull something out, whoa, he was the White Rabbit and Lucha Underground. Dude, honestly, do you think Triple H is thinking about that? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, I mean, it's just highly doubtful. Um, so it definitely <laughs> would make people think Bray Wyatt more so. Um, I'm with you, too, when it comes to Bray Wyatt. I think it would be a completely different character, a uh, something we have not seen before because he's just that creative mind. But what I will say when it comes to Bray Wyatt and the many faces of Bray, if you will, I think if we do get this Bray Wyatt return, I think you could do the many faces of Bray. And what I mean by that is not all the time. It doesn't have to be frequent. But when it comes to a certain storyline or a certain individual or a certain angle, I feel like we could see the return of a previous version of Bray, whether it's a fiend Firefly Funhouse Bray or the, the Eater Worlds. I think that's the way you book Bray going forward where it doesn't have to happen all the time. It doesn't have to be frequent, right? But when it comes to like, if in, if it hits Bray Wyatt in a very, where he has to get very violent for a match, he reverts to the Fiend. If it, if it, if it hits Bray Wyatt where he's trying to really like fuck with someone's head, like really, really like, like fuck with them, you revert to a, you know, like Eater of Worlds Bray Wyatt. I think the many faces of Bray, obviously with the proper storytelling, the proper story, or the pro- the proper person, I would like to see that when it comes to Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, me too, uh, 100%. I mean, listen, like I said before, whatever this guy does, I'm going to be all in. Right. But, of course, you know, we got your preferences of here and that of what you'd like to see out of him. So, listen, I think he's one of the most intriguing, most interesting people in wrestling because you just don't know what you're going to get mm-hmm. with him yep and i think that's that's the best so listen he's been gone for so long now we have not seen this guy for so long and i know there's like been rumors and teases of oh he could possibly be coming back dude i'm it, i'm chomping at the bit now to see him back because uh listen it's been long enough and yeah i just want to see what what he cooks up what happens with him under triple h's control now and uh yeah let's just see the the next version of whatever Bray Wyatt's going to bring to the table. So whatever it is, I'm sure it's going to be really, really good. Bray Wyatt 3.0, baby. (laughs) 3.0, yeah. (laughs) Okay, um, let's move on to some other stuff. Let's move on to some AEW. 
So we got AEW Dynamite this past week. We got um the finals or the semifinals, if you will, of this uh, tournament of champions to determine who will face off to crown the new AEW World Champion, which I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately. I don't know why. But... I know. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Passed around like a hot potato. <laughs> oh, my God. So we got Moxie versus Sammy G. I thought this match was really, really good, especially because Sammy G works a style that Mox doesn't, okay? Yeah. Um, but I thought the match was incredible, man. They they had great chemistry together, and Mox did go over. But I do want to ask you if you caught this. Did you catch what Sammy G posted after, like, hours yeah. later on his social media? And, you know, I know he's booked for a match at Grand Slam against Eddie Kingston. We're going to finally get that match. But what, what do you think is going on with Sammy G? Do you think um, – think he's on his way out do you think that this is going to be like a new like you know direction for him what do you think is going on here because you would think if, if he's going to test the water somewhere else you would think uh you know tay Mello is going to be right behind him don't you think i mean yeah yeah you would think so you think they'd be going together listen i don't know i haven't heard any rumblings of him leaving i don't know why he would leave i don't know what his contract situation is i mean he just cut a promo um recently about how he's talking about how he doesn't want to be anywhere else he's not asking for his release he wants right, to be here right so for him to just get up and leave would just be kind of weird it would be weird timing um you know and you'd think the dirt sheets would pick up on any of that i have not seen anything about you know any rumors of him leaving let's be honest where would he even go if he did leave i mean you know obviously wwe's the only other spot and yeah he's good friends with cody but i don't know i just feel like he's got more to offer there he's one of the pillars in aew man he's still he's young he's still gotta yeah. he could spend the next five, six, seven years in AEW and then still end up in WWE because I feel like this guy's going to be going, hopefully, for another 10-plus years. I mean, if he keeps going, you know, he's going to maybe tone down his style a little bit. Doesn't, you know, you don't want to see him get hurt. Um, You know, you want to have, you know, him to have some longevity, but I don't know. Like you said, he's booked for Grand Slam, so it's weird if he was on his way out to be posting all this stuff right before he's, you know, getting ready to be on dynamite again next week so and then i think last night he posted a uh like a gif or a gif however you say it of like a guy like walking out of a door and like bowing you know and walking back into the door and he like he blacked out his like profile picture and things like that i don't know man i i really don't know what's going on i hope he doesn't leave i don't want him um, to leave either i don't want him to leave AEW at all but i don't know i mean like i said i can't really see it to be honest because like i said it just kind of seems very random or maybe he's going through a character change or something. I have no idea. But yeah, he's gonna be the new leader of House of Black. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish God. I don't, yeah, it's it's it, it caught me by surprise because there was no rumblings by the dirt sheets or anyone. And there still isn't, from what I see. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Sammy G, but I, I definitely do not want to see him leave AEW because no, listen, neither. I know WWE's doing great things now, but the same thing, the same problem we have with everyone going to AEW. Not everyone could go back to WWE or go to WWE. And apparently Triple H has more surprises that we don't know about. So it's like, it really gets you thinking like, now it's, hey, you think so-and-so is going to go to WWE? No, not everybody could go back to WWE now, okay? Like, come right, on. Right. I love how Triple H is uh, channeling his inner Tony Khan. <sighs> I got a lot of surprises up my sleeve. Nobody knows about. <laughs> like he's acting like Tony now. Which, but again, that makes wrestling exciting. It does. Don't know it really does. Got, it know, does. Cooked up, so. It does. Um... So, on the other half of the semifinal, we got Jericho versus Brian, and these two have such great chemistry. Again, it's like Jericho just hit, like, the well of, like, being young again because, like, Jericho looks fucking great, and I think the guy's, like, 52 years old, and this guy's wrestling, like, 
how he used to. Like, back, like, when he was, like, the Lionheart, back when he was, like, in WCW and shit and ECW. Like, he's so fucking good. And let me tell you something. The amount of, like, flesh that you saw between the chest of Brian and Jericho. Like, yo, these two were not holding back. Brian went over. And now we're getting BC, BCC warfare on Grand Slam with Moxley and Brian to decide who's going to be the new world champion. Yeah, man. Um, totally agree. I think Jericho's doing phenomenal work. Um, he looks like 10 years younger. He too. really, he really uh, does. He really crazy. does. Uh, this match was way better than the one at All Out, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, I agree. And Jericho way better. Um, I don't know. You know, sometimes on, you know, pay-per-view or something like that, it just doesn't hit the same. I don't know. Uh, and especially, too, we had a, a lot of matches that night. So, I don't know. Something was off there. It was still a good match, but this one was way better. I agree. Um, and They told uh, a better story. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought the ending, too, was awesome. Uh, Brian making Jericho tap. Mm-hmm. I think Brian and Mox was really the only match that made sense to do for this world title. Um, and I'm excited for it. And we saw these two, I think, back at Revolution, and I thought it was a great match. So I can only imagine how good this one will be. It's going to be weird, but I, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, give the belt to Brian, give the belt to Brian. I wouldn't. I would give it to Mox, because we all know that MJF, is going to be the next world champion. So why would you give this belt to Brian just to take it off of him in two months? You know, when Brian finally does become AEW world champ, I want it to be a long, decent run. I want to see him put on some bangers and, you know, defend this belt a few times. Um, so I'd give it to Mox, but I'm excited to see uh, this main event Grand Slam next week. I think it's going to be awesome. I think a lot of people too, and I'm with you too, I think I would have Mox go over and if, listen, if for whatever reason, the reason Punk, whether injury or, you know, the shenanigans or whatever, if Punk can't put MJF over, I think Mox is, like, the second best guy yes. to do it. And they already it. teased it, too. And, and I hate when they right. do that. Right. I hate when they do that, bro, because mm-hmm. it makes it so obvious. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it, that seems like the likely match for full gear. But I think a lot of people are going with Brian because if you've noticed this tournament of champions, Brian has been beating the guys that beat him, meaning Hangman Page, Chris Jericho, huh. John Moxley beat Brian at Revolution, so you would only think, like, okay, Brian's going to go over Moxley, and then Brian's going to be the champion. So I think that's the theory why a lot of people was like, oh, Brian's going to win, Brian's going to win. But listen, I love both guys here, but I think Mox is the guy that you have him, you give him another title reign, and then you mm-hmm. have him drop it to MJF. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. And again, he's a former WWE guy as well, so that fits into the story of MJF hating, like, the, uh, you know, the all these WWE guys coming in and taking his spot and that's this and that it makes perfect sense. And that's exactly, that's exactly what I want to see. So I just feel like, you know, I, as much as I would love to see Brian and MJF, don't get me wrong. I think Mox and MJF uh, makes the most sense here. So let's, let's talk about MJF here. Cause that, something happened on dynamite that I want to get your thoughts on, but just MJF as a whole, when we ultimately do get him as world champion, I think when, MJF is champion. He should hold the title until his contract negotiations. Like, he should hold the title and use that as, like, his gimmick, how he's going to take this world title somewhere else. Like, that should be his gimmick as him being champion. And I think that's also going to be very telling because, like, to me, MJF is a good wrestler, but he's not known as being a good wrestler. He's known Mm -hmm. as being a savage on the mic, his character work. That's what MJF is known for. But if you have a year of storytelling of him putting on these great matches with, like, Moxley, Brian, Kenny Omega, some of these heavy hitters, Adam Cole, Hangman Page, some of these heavy hitters, and he starts putting, like, 
these like hell of a like fucking performances in ring, man, that that's a really great story to tell. Yeah, I and being a of- and being a piece of shit while doing it. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, MJF looked up to CM Punk for years, right? Like, that mm-hmm. was, like, his, like, idol, his, yeah. his guy growing up. And now he's kind of, like, replicating the same story that, like, Punk had where he's, like, going to take the title whatever. But, you know, it's funny, like, and I, we, we talked about this before on numerous occasions, how MJF just keeps talking about WWE. He keeps talking about 2024 as if 2024 is, like, in the next few months, as if we're in 2023 right now and we're going into 2024. So I just feel like it's weird how it's still, like, another full year out and he keeps talking about, like, taking the title elsewhere and things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen, MJF, he's – he's. <laughs> I run out of things to say about MJF, about how good this guy is. I mean, every week after – He's week, a Long Island guy, bro. <laughs> Of course. I mean, that that definitely helps. Uh, but man, even like on social media too, it's great to see him back and being active on social media. He posted something so funny this morning about how like uh, he, you know, like, um, what was it? I was like, so excited to meet all my loyal fans in Queens, New York, Arthur Ashe, baby. And it's screenshots of articles, video shows uh, burst, uh, you know, car bursting into flames after crashing into NYPD cruiser in Queens. And it's, you know, all, all this stuff like, Queen's uh, Catholic Church deacon pleads guilty of sexually enticing teen boys. Like, all this funny shit, man. He's just... MJF is a freaking national treasure. And I just run out of good things to say about him because he is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, You know, I can't wait till he becomes world champion. He's just the most annoying fucking prick bastard and just the most annoying we've ever seen him. I I can't wait until that happens. It's going to be so awesome. So... Let's also give him a congratulations. Now he played himself, but congratulations because he's now newly engaged to his longtime girlfriend, you know. Mm. And um, I was asking, I was asking, um, shout outs to Iridium from Rust Friends, Low, and um, from Rusting Wind Down and, and Casey over the over the moonsault. Um, I was asking them, so what are the chances when he asked his girl to marry him? He said, "Will you marry me because I'm better than you and you know it." Pretty good chances, I would say. And hey, MJF says himself, he's never in character. That's how he always is. How he is on screen is how he is in real life. So I feel like it would be just like a joy to hang out with him, just to hear all the shit that he talks. Yeah. I can't picture him being like normal. No, absolutely you know? not. Like, I picture him being exactly how he is on screen. And it's funny because I did see on his girlfriend or now his fiance's Instagram too. Like the caption was like, I made him smile for these pics and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, it, she's obviously like feeds into it and knows how much of an asshole he is on screen and how everybody, you know, in the world probably hates him, you know, because of the way he is. And you'd never see him outside of character. Never, uh, never. So it's, it's, it's cool, man. It's kind of weird. And it's just, even seeing him smiling outside of like you know like the ring is a little weird. I just love like, I just love so when he, I just love when he talks to people or like what's wrong, bud? When he calls bud. people bud, like it's so condescending the way he says it. Bud, what's the matter, bud? He he just knows exactly what to say. He's so good. He's so good, man. So Let me tell good, you something man. about Young Maxwell. No matter what he does, he he's he's money and he's gold and he'll be fine. He'll be just fine with whatever he does. Oh, yeah, of course, man. The guy bets on himself, and he's obviously very confident in himself, as he should be. Because, like I said, whether he does stay in AEW or he does go to WWE, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, WWE's PG. Listen, it doesn't I think matter. he can make it work. He'll, he'll, he'll make it work. He'll find his way around that. Yep. Yeah, 1, he'll find his way around it. So. 1,000%. Uh, speaking of NJF, he definitely introduced 
uh, Retribution 2.0. Okay, the guy's in the mask. Thank God. I'm glad he did because... He introduced The Firm, which I necessarily don't hate the name, but I still don't get why they're together, okay? Mm. Um, I'm a fan of Stothy Hathaway, okay? I'm a fan of his. Um, I do hope out of this, Ethan Page get, ends up getting the... the I was going to call it the North American Championship, the the Mid-Atlantic Championship. That's what it's called, right? The All-Atlantic Championship. All-Atlantic, yeah. Oh, there you go. Listen, there's so many fucking championships. It's always hard Dude, to keep counting. I know. You can't keep But track. I do hope at some point he does end up getting this title. But I, I I like the concept. I just don't get why they're a thing. Yeah. I, you know, Stokely kind of explained that they all have different goals and different missions. And Stokely, I guess, kind of put them together because he's trying to help each individual person achieve those goals. Right, right. But yeah, right, at the right. end of the day, this isn't a group that looks strong on paper. They look like a bunch of dweebs, if we're being honest. Um, but I am glad that MJF did kind of explain why, like, or did introduce them, and then they explained why they mm-hmm. helped MJF. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, last week, it's kind of just like we got no mention of like you know MJF coming out and like he, they had no mention of Stokely helping him get the chip or anything, um, so I'm glad that they kind of like you know gave us some sort of answer as to why, even though it wasn't like a that great of an answer or you know explanation behind it. But I'm glad that they did introduce this group and Stokely's really good on the mic, man. Stokely is a very very good um, hand to have. Yep. He's just he, he's tremendous in everything he really he does. One thousand percent. Maybe he can get these guys over, you know. I don't know. I guess we'll we'll see where it goes. We'll see how it plays out. But I really am not a huge fan of the Ass Boys. I'm not a huge fan of eh, Lee Moriarty. I he he's got potential, but I'm not a, a massive fan of him, of him by any he's means. He's great in the ring. We just need to see more character development with him. More personality, right? Yeah. And Big Cass. Hey, that's fine that he's in the company, but he doesn't really do much for me. <laughs> the only guy out of the whole entire group that I actually care about is Ethan Page. Oh, he's I think great. He's got a lot more he's to great. offer. I think Ethan um, Page so, yeah. is amazing. We'll see where the firm goes. I'm not really, you know, not too high on them, but I'm also not, like, going to shit all over it and be like, oh, this group's terrible because i got to see more of where it goes. All right. Let's 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 talk about something that we could probably shit all over, and that's uh, the women's division in AEW. Oh, oh, God. It's not the talent, bro. It's not the fucking talent, but, like, it just feels very lazy. And we're going to talk about a couple different things when it comes to the women's division. First of all, we get this tag match, okay, and – Tony Storm gets pinned in the match, which I'm not a fan of. Okay, she's your w- interim women's champion. Why is she getting pinned? Now we're gonna get a fatal four way again, different people, but we're gonna get what like two quarters, two yeah, two quarters of at that four way from All Out. Now in this fatal four way at Grand Slam, to me that's very lazy. Now let's switch sides over to the TBS division. Okay. Jay Cargill, I know she's dominant. She's supposed to be booked strong. She's supposed to rack up all these wins, which is fine. I understand that. But after what we saw in All Out with a credible person with Athena, and we didn't get, like, a real match there, now she's going to have a match with Diamante. And listen, Diamante, she is a talented performer, but the way she's booked, it's like she doesn't matter. Can we give Jade Cargill a credible opponent? Right, I do. And an actual match. Let's have a match, too. There's nobody in this world that believes that Diamante is going to dethrone Jade Cargill. If Jade beat Athena in four minutes, she should beat Diamante in 30 seconds. Yeah, you're you're right. And and listen, this is not disrespect to Diamante, but it's... Listen, Athena is a credible opponent. We should have gotten at least 
a 10-minute match between both women, at least. And we didn't get that. Now, I said this last week. They, with each opponent that Jade faces, each one needs to look like they're getting closer to dethroning her. Because that's how you make stars, and that's how you kind of just make this title run seem a little bit more interesting where it's like, oh, shit, this could be the chance that Jade loses. Yep. Oh, God, Jade, she, it's getting closer and closer. Somebody's getting closer to dethroning her. But you don't see any of that. You just see her still beating these people in five minutes, and it's just like, well, then who is going to beat her at this point? It's almost as if, like, I just don't care to see the, any of Jade Cargill's title defenses ever at all until we get somebody who I feel like has an opportunity to dethrone her, but we haven't gotten that in God knows how long. Athena was one of the only ones, and after she lost in four minutes, now I've lost all hope in anybody def defending, uh, dethroning her anytime soon. So I don't know, man. It's, it just seems like a complete waste of time. This came out of the blue, out of nowhere. Now, I do not watch Rampage. Um, I don't watch Rampage, so I don't know how this came about, <laughs> but it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter how it came about. The fact of the matter is we're getting this match on a big stage like Grand Slam, and... I don't think anybody cares and nor should anybody care because why Diamante has been off TV for how long now? I didn't even know she was still employed. Now we're supposed to care about a title match between her and Jade. Give me a break. We need to get someone like to really take control of the whole women's division and book it right. Like get someone like, I know they got Madison rain in there and, and I, I, from what I believe she's, She's Isn't like an she just coaching. Yeah, she's just coaching, which I'm assuming she's not is booking like, yeah. So what I'm assuming is like she's like agenting like mat matches and shit, right? Like, but she's not booking. But we need to get like a some female representation, some female representation, okay, to like handle the women's division in AEW. Like, for example, yeah, something's gotta give. Like, I I know Mickey James is doing like this last rodeo run in Impact and and other places like NWA and probably some other promotions. But like once she wraps up with that and she does hang it up, like get someone like her to t give her full control on the women's division and let her book. Because whatever whoever's booking the women's division right now in AEW is doing a terrible job. Oh, it's awful! It's a complete mess, and it sucks because. It's got so much potential. It's one of the best women's divisions in the world. Like, it, it really is. Like, I, I will firmly stand by that. Like, it's a very strong roster. But they're just booking. They just don't know how to be booked. They just, they don't, they have no clue, like, terrible. how to be booked at all. Yeah, should... I mean, even, like, somebody like Penelope Ford, who I think has got a lot of potential. A lot and of potential. see her. A lot of potential. A lot of more and more yep. I see her, the better she looks. Yep. Even she should be featured more yes. prominently and be booked way better than she has been. It's just, it's just a mess. You know, there's no other way to put it. It's a giant mess. And like I said, the fatal four-way we're getting next week, again, for what reason? It's, it's lazy. It's lazy. They, they just they just team together, all, all, the four of them. So now now we're facing off again. We're doing the same thing again? I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's just, very it's lazy. Different. And I feel like yeah. that's the best way to describe the women's division AEW. It's like they just throw shit at you with no substance there. Like, let's rewind back to a year ago. Britt Baker was one of your hottest female talents in that company. And now it's like, I'm not saying she isn't popular anymore, but like, I feel like that glow and that shine has gone down. Like she's, she doesn't, she doesn't matter as much as she did like last year. Yeah. I, yeah. She doesn't. She, she's probably the one, if, if we're going to book anybody correctly, she's the one that's obviously being pushed the most and, I guess being booked the best, which is not really saying a lot. And which is not saying a lot because the women's division know. is just, it, you know. Yeah, but I'm even getting sick and tired of Britt Baker. I don't need to see her on TV all the time. I don't need to see her in title matches. Um, 
listen, this whole storyline between her and Jamie Hader, it's cool. Jamie Hader's over, bro. Hopefully it gets Jamie Hader over in the end, though. Jamie Don't H- let Britt put herself over. Yeah, because Jamie Hader, listen, the fans want Jamie Hader. Like, the fans are, on like, fully on this Jamie Hader train. Like, yeah. at this point, like, if we're not going to book Britt, well, let me, I'm speaking from, like, you know, um, armchair quarterback in here. But, like, if we're not going to book Britt Baker in title matches, I hope at full gear we get, like, a one-on-one match between Jamie Hader and Britt Baker and have Jamie go over. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Like I said, that's all I want to see is these, you know, these women like Jamie, like Penelope. Um, I know she's hurt, but like a Red Velvet. Chris Statlander. Um, St- well, yeah, Statlander's hurt mm-hmm. too, but even when she comes back. I want to see these women who are not like high up on the card get to that level. You have people like Tony Storm. You have Athena's. You have Britt Baker's. You have Jade Cargill's. But let's elevate some other women here too. Yep, 1,000%. Oh. One thousand percent. All right. One last thing on AEW. Well, AEW Jace. So I did a post the other night, and man, a lot of people were very vocal about it. But you know, I like to do this sometimes. I like to, you know, get people in their feelings and get them all bent out of shape, especially when it comes to wrestling fans because they bitch over anything. So I I, po- I posted a picture. Okay, I posted a picture of Chris Jericho holding the Ring of Honor Championship, and I and I put in the caption. Some of y'all will lose your fucking minds if this fucking happens. And you know what? I'm here for it, baby. Put that title on Chris Jericho. because First of all, I want to see people lose their fucking minds and just, just shit all over. Like, really? You're putting the Ring of Honor champion to Chris Jericho? Listen, but what is Ring of Honor right now? Listen, I'm happy Claudio got the Ring of Honor World Championship. And to an extent, I kind of don't want to see him drop it either. But if... We're going to, like, do something with this brand Ring of Honor. Because right now, it's just a name. It isn't even a brand. It's just a name that occasionally has pay-per-view since Tony Khan took it over. Why not put the title on a guy like Chris Jericho? Because let me tell you something. Chris Jericho holding a title? Instant gold in my book. Can't hurt. It can't hurt. It can only help. Listen, like you the said, Ocho? Now he already has a gimmick for it? The Ocho? He wants Where's to... The Ocho? <laughs> Yo, why not? <laughs> it's, it's, it's brilliant, bro. It's fucking brilliant. Put the Ring of Honor strap on, on Chris Jericho. <laughs> He's <laughs> such fun. a genius, Chris Jericho. Oh, the way he, so he comes up with these little things that just get over. It's unbelievable. So good. But yeah, listen, I don't care about the Ring of Honor title. I, I Let's be honest. And that's just me. Just I, I mean, why would I? Like, like, see, all jokes aside, why would anybody you, care? You're the, the man that killed the Ring of Honor. <laughs> Right. Put 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 the side of the no, fact no. that I am the man that killed the company and then brought it back, essentially. <laughs> Why would anybody care about the Ring of Honor title who tunes into AEW? Really? Because they have no TV deal. They have these random pay-per-views. They have... Why does anybody care about Listen, them? they don't have no TV deal. They don't have no TV deal, but they have the television championship, okay? Yeah, right. Yeah, because Samoa Joe defending that against Josh the Goods Woods <laughs> on... Um, on Rampage, too. I mean, like this is what I'm talking about. Like, bro, who could actually give a flying fuck about any of this? Okay? Like, I used to love Ring of Honor back in the we, day. Listen, we all I'm, did. And we still I, do. I, like, we want Ring of Honor to be a I'm thing. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy it's a company again. My, uh, company of Jays. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Until they, you know, get off the, I don't know, get off and running. I don't know when that's going to happen. I haven't heard anything about that. But the fact that these Ring of Honor titles keep popping up in AEW, I understand you want to keep them alive, but you got to understand that like not many people are going to care. Um, but So I don't really care whether Chris Jericho wins it or not. It don't do nothing for me. Because right now, Claudio holding this belt is cool. But I don't know. Do you feel like he's just not like, eh, he's just kind of like, eh? It's, like, listen, anytime Claudio's on TV or anytime 
we see him in a match, it's great because it's Claudio, yeah. right? The man can't have a bad match. He's another right. one of these guys that could have a match with a broomstick and it'll be fucking phenomenal. But here's the thing. Him being Ring of Honor World Champion, while it is an accolade, hey, he finally won a world title, the way the Ring of Honor as a whole, anything that's tied in with Ring of Honor has been portrayed, and I'm not talking about on a pay-per-view level because Super Card of Honor was great. Uh, Death Before Dishonor was great. Two great pay-per-views. I love them. But when it comes to TV representation, because Ring of Honor doesn't have a TV deal, so the Ring of Honor world title, which is a world title, doesn't mean much because they don't treat Claudio on AEW, which is not Ring of Honor, as a world champion. For example, if if, if the Ring of Honor world title actually meant something in this AEW world, right? Why was Claudio in a ladder match and right, all out right. to try to challenge for the AEW World Championship, right? If anything, if the Ring of Honor World title meant something, he should have defended the Ring of Honor World Championship at the pay-per-view instead of chat, you know, trying to win a spot to get the AEW World Championship. You know what I'm saying? Like, so to me, the Ring of Honor World title is lesser than. It's like FTR. They hold they hold all these tag team championships, but when was the last time we seen FTR in a tag match? You get what I'm saying here? So, like, these Ring of Honor titles don't really matter, unfortunately. So why not put the title on Chris Jericho? I tell you what. (laughs) You put that title on Chris Jericho, it actually now matters. And that's not disrespect to Claudio. 100%. And and like you said, with the Ocho and everything that Jericho would do inside the Jericho Appreciation Society with that belt... And the fact that he's never won the Ring of Honor title just puts another... I mean, God, the fact that Chris Jericho is still collecting accolades in 2022 mm-hmm. is unheard of. If something that he's never done or, or won before is just, like, mind-blowing. I would do it. I would pull the trigger on it as well. 110%. I would do it. And I think it's a real possibility of happening as well. And listen, this, this these are the problems I was talking about before, about how it's not even about the drama, that why I'm down on AEW. It's the booking. Yep. What I'm talking about, everything you just said. Mm-hmm. Claudio, Ring of Honor world champ in a ladder match. Claudio defending the Ring of Honor title on Dark. And on Dark! All of a sudden, all of a sudden I, it, on, it's on Rampage. And on, supposed to on Dark against Davari. And listen, okay, this, uh, and there's no disrespect to Davari, okay? Because he, he, he is talented. But the thing is, like, you're defending a world title, okay? A world title against a guy that doesn't really matter. So how is the title supposed to matter? Now, you stick the title on Chris Jericho instantly. Now the title matters. And then just to yeah. piss off like the Ring of Honor loyalists, you remix the title. You change that design. You br- put in a brand new design. Holy shit. The Ocho now means something. <laughs> yep. Hey, 100, dude, 100%, man. I Like I said, I think it's a real possibility of happening because why the hell not? You got to make this Ring of Honor title mean something again, and, and it hasn't for a long time. And Right now, Chris Jericho is the only guy I could see making this somewhat interesting. So I'm all on board on Chris Jericho as Ring of Honor World Champ. It's still crazy to even say that, yep. right? I mean, come on. I know. Um, it's so nuts. I would do it. I'd pull the trigger on that baby because like, who is the first ever AEW World Champion? Chris Jericho. Let's go. Can you put it, put the title of the Ring of Honor title on Chris Jericho. Then you get TV, and instantly it's the same exact yeah. thing where it's like if people tune in like they did for AEW, you see Chris Jericho as a champion, boom. Do the same thing here with Ring of Honor. Also, part, a, a part of me, I just want to see people like lose their fucking minds and be pissed off about it too. So I want to see that happen also. Yeah, but like, yeah. listen, we got to fandom aside, all right, business-wise, man, putting that title on Chris Jericho, 
that that's a big deal for me. It is a big deal, yeah. And like I said, something that he's never won before. The Ring of Honor title has always been this like prestigious, like Ring of Honor in general has always been a prestigious like big time like company. And like the fact that Chris Jericho could be the face of it in 2022. I mean, dude, it's going to help that company start back up again. Really, I, mean, I don't see anybody and, and, else. Listen, and also for the people that are him. also the people that are fucking shitting on like the idea of Chris Jericho winning the Ring of Honor World Champion. Let's be honest here: the, the, the title was held by PCO and Michael Elgin. Okay, exactly. I think Chris Jericho holding the title is not a bad thing. <laughs> not, not in the slightest. Vince, hey Vince, do me a favor, call Leo over here. Tell him that we're about to wrap up. Yeah, All right. All right. Right. There you go. Here. There you go. <laughs> okay, uh, let's uh, let's wrap up on this. I don't know if you got to read this at all, but there's an interesting uh, rumor that got um, uh, some. It, well, I wouldn't even say a rumor. It's more like news. Okay, it was. I believe. Um, what is it? The Hollywood Reporter. I think reported on this. I could be wrong. Um, but there's an article out there of the possibility in 2024 that NBC Universal might merge. With Warner and Discovery. Now, Warner and Discovery yeah. just merged now. Okay. Now, if this and if this happens, you want to talk about changing the landscape in the wrestling business. If you if NBC Universal and then you get Warner and Discovery merging, what the fuck happens with WWE and AEW, right? Now, there's so many different directions you could go with this. Survivor Series. <laughs> well, listen, you're not you're not too far off because, like, let's say if both Warner and Discovery division and then nbc universal want to still keep their wrestling products right WWE, and then you know like the warner and discovery side of things with with aew right if that still continues after the merger and this is all speculation right i think we shouldn't rule out the possibility of a wwe aew super show i like it i'm here for it which means we might get the aj styles and kenny omega match baby Woo! Oh my God, that is a long shot. That is a long shot of ever happening. <laughs> Come on, right? Talk about Listen, fantasy booking. <laughs> it is super interesting. When I saw that these two were merging together, that was the first thing I thought of. Was like, holy shit, isn't this WWE and AEW like yeah. impact? So this now? is so this is 2024. If this pot, if yeah. this ends up yeah. happening, 2024. So we're still. And listen, if this does happen, it's like MJF is not really really going anywhere. <laughs> so he's staying. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> he's like, forget you guys. Then he comes in the other door. Wait, he just goes into another door. He's just going to another office. That's what he's doing. <laughs> but listen, yeah, man, this is crazy. And then even put aside the the um, you know the wrestling aspect of it, man, this is crazy. This is like what four networks? Jesus, merging into one. Ugh. Holy shit, man. That's that's, that's all. That's big time stuff. It's um, it's interessante. Very interesting, yeah. bro. Um. Yeah. Now let's just you know to wrap up. Let's just talk about like the wrestling wrestling aspect of it. Do you think these two wrestling you know companies could coexist within this merger, or you think the ideal thing would be happening? Someone's gonna get let go here. Uh, yeah, I would think somebody would try and get let go or try to get out of the deal. I I I don't know, man. I just can't see them ever being you know like able to coexist in terms come of on. you know. Come on, listen. AEW WWE presents. Um, you know. Oh wow, dude! Um, presents. Yeah, that's that's freaking. That would be like phenomenal. But I just also yeah. feel like, I also feel like the, the wrestling business is at its best when there is competition. Com- I know, I one thousand. Like that would yes. throw everything out the I window agree. if these two companies work together and all a lot of da. Oh, oh, you know, like they were on good terms. We love it because they're at each other's throats. That's right. when it's best. So I, right. I, as cool as that would be, I don't know. I don't even know if that would happen in general. So. 
fucking get this fucking kid, bro. What the hell's wrong with your kid, Leo? You're on camera, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you too. I think um, I think ideally what would happen is, and I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but what I think is like in a perfect world, we all want these companies to be like somewhat, you know, coexisting or whatever. But I don't see that happening. I think what would happen would be WWE will probably stay. And then AEW will probably end up having having to shop around for like a new TV deal. And I think if that is the case, I would not be shocked to see Dynamite on fucking Fox. Yeah, that's happening yeah. in twenty twenty four, right? The, so the speculation is that Warner Warner Discovery could yeah, potentially yeah. merge with NBC Universal because there's also talks about. I'm sorry, there's also talks about uh, WWE getting picked up in twenty twenty four by Netflix. I feel like that. <sighs> no, because because so, so this is what happened. What is happening in Netflix behind the scenes? And I'm not gonna drag it out, but this is what happened with Netflix behind the scenes. The movie aspect of it, they're losing grasp because of all these new streaming channels. So what they're gonna focus on going forward, and they've said this in their in their meetings, is that they're gonna focus more on live TV. Okay. So again, that's why the speculation of WWE and and Triple H actually spoke about it in their last meeting. So well, I'll tell you what. Keep that in mind. Just Netflix as a whole, just handling on Netflix is better than Peacock. Yeah. So, dale. <laughs> Peacock is fucking trash. So let me tell you, just the handling of Peacock is a fucking it's trash. Yeah, it's it's a terribly just. It's not ideal when you're trying to watch something. Just so many things are off with it. But so, a lot of things is happening on the app, and it's just like, what am I doing? Yeah, here? the app is a mess. It's, it's a, a mess. Giant. It's a mess. Oh god. All right. Well, that's it, guys. I think that's. I yeah. think we covered everything. Um. I think uh, today's episode was a little bit different visually, but you're getting the same fucking show. Okay? So no complaints here. So so not the, the same effing show? Huh? No, just go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ryan, give me your plugs, in. All right, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. You know, that's that's the place that you can go for any news, any updates, anything. Uh, I'll be at Grand Slam on Wednesday, so yep. uh, definitely I'll be posting some stuff from there, so your hand out of there oh my god this fucking kid leo, kid. leo give me your plugs man well i was gonna say losradio.com where you guys can come in and do your show but apparently vincent is not up to par and he's you know people might think that he's just gonna put his arms out there whenever we record a show but losradio.com if you guys want to go ahead and record anything or you have any idea uh, yeah losradio.com let me tell you something. Before we went on air and hit live, the burial of fucking Leo's kid, fucking Leo just cutting a promo on his son was yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking so good. Okay, you can follow me at Rated R since 87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, you want to be fancy. Apple Podcasts, tune in on Mexico app, LosRadio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Wherever you get your podcast needs, and hopefully next week we'll get all the logistics and the audio and all the other good stuff. Hey, th that's Thanks. usually the way it works. Yeah, we, we kind of stumble at the beginning. Yeah, and then listen, this is the first time we're actually doing the show in the actual big studio, not the home studio. So and it's definitely a learning pro uh, process. Hopefully Ryan can come down sooner rather than later. And yeah, man, it's crazy. Working it's on, a fucking, it's insane here. Well, it's insane. We, we spent two hours talking off the air, so we yeah. didn't get a chance. A lot of stuff is happening. We're not going to talk about it on air, but man, the amount of shit that Leo told me, that holy is. shit. All right. There's a lot of stuff going on, bro. There's a lot of stuff going on.
Do you think we'll figure out all the, uh, the logistics aspects of all this by next week? Of course. All right. By the way, I got to give you a congratulations, Leo. What? What did I do? So last week we did the show through Zoom, okay? Yeah. And we did a great job. Uh-huh. But what you forgot to do last week is you forgot to hit mute on your mic, so we heard everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. heard the background of, of yeah, your yeah. wife snapping on one of your kids. It was Dante. It was Dante. And, um, yeah, you I'm could sorry. hear everything in the background. It's like your wife was cutting yeah. a promo on someone yeah, last week. Vincent! Well, at least it wasn't Vincent. Well, there you go. <laughs> what did we learn, guys? Don't marry, a, don't marry a Dominican. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, let's see, I did not say that. <laughs> I didn't. Dale, I didn't learn that. anything. But what I did say before we went off there, before we went on air, is like I don't want to have kids. No, I'm good. Don't, don't have kids. No kids for me. Don't have kids. No kids. But you can still watch wrestling and enjoy it. Of course, of course. There you go. Course. Just know if you have kids, you can't be going to any of these shows. Ask me when's the last time I went to a show. We're not gonna do that. Ask me. We're not going to do that. <laughs> uh, it was a good show, guys. I was actually listening to it as we were fixing some stuff out there. But there you go. So, Ryan, you ready to go? Was it Wednesday? Grand Slam, baby. I'm ready to go, baby. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a long show, but I'm ready. Ready for a long night. It, it doesn't have the same flair as it did last year, but I think overall it's going to be a good show. Rick's gonna it be was going to be hard to have the same, like, you know. Let's go. Because oh. the, the company was in a different, you know. <laughs> dale, 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 dale. Okay, All right. For the old man, Leo. <laughs> yeah. For our double Ryan Radar, I'm your truly Mr. Radar. Till next time. Yeah. Keep it right. Thank right. you. Go, baby. Go, bye. <laughs> oh, my. What a mess. <laughs>